That's right. Welcome on in to the final out. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on this Wednesday afternoon. The final out is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. And let me be the first to welcome the Philadelphia Phillies to the 2023 baseball season. That's more like it. That series is more like it. The way they've played the last week has felt more like it. Uh, They got blitzed at the beginning of the season. You know, they went down to Texas, and it was a uh, a team that committed a lot of money this offseason to some big-name players. They were getting to open up their own ballpark, whatever, at home, and, you know, they came out hot, and the Phillies weren't ready for it. Then they went to New York, and the Yankees are a good baseball team. We, we know they're a good baseball team, and the Phillies didn't look ready to meet that moment. Um, the Marlins series was frustrating. Not being able to take two or three, we get it. But, you know, they did hold a lead late into that game, and Jose Amarado, for the first time in forever, it feels like, wasn't able to get the job done. Um, Red Series, they split, but at least they split. It's a Road Series. We get it. This White Sox Series, to me, was a welcome to the season moment uh, for this baseball team. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. And usually I come up with, with three big takes, but my three big takes are under one umbrella today. And that is that for the first time this year, I feel like the Phillies have finally settled in and the season can truly start. It hasn't been a great start to the season. We, we get that. Uh, it's been a slow start. You know, they haven't gotten their footing. Yes, the Braves are out to an unbelievable start to their season. They're also the Braves. We don't have to always judge everything against what, what, what the, 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 top or the top teams in the division are doing. Sometimes you just have to control what is in front of you, and that's what I'm doing right now, and that's how I think we should all be viewing the Phillies right now because what they are showing us and what they are putting on the field, they are telling us it's okay to buy back in. We're not going to let you down. We're not going to be a 75-win baseball team. We are going to be competitive and in the playoff mix for the entire year, and we're going to get back. They have settled in, and the season can truly start. 215-592-9494. There's a couple of reasons that have me feeling that way. One is the lineup, and I know we have been frustrated with their ability to uh, drive in runs and runners in scoring position and the lack of home run pop, and, and I understand all that. Um, but they're starting to figure it out. They are starting to figure it out uh, from a lineup perspective, and I think that's really the main reason we should be buying what the Phillies are selling right now. Uh, they had nine more hits today. They have the highest average in baseball. For, for years, we have complained, and hey, all they do is hit home runs to score runs. It's not really true. It's not true with this Phillies team. They, they don't have much home run pop. Outside of Kyle Schwarber, it's like, Hopefully, Turner can bop, pop one. He did that today. Um, you know, Stott is, a, is an average guy. Hopefully, as Castellanos continues to get comfortable, we can get back to maybe 20 home runs from Nick Castellanos. JT's a 20 home run guy. Alec Bohm's closer to 15 to 20. They don't have your traditional power guys until Bryce gets back. And with Reese being out, they really don't. But that doesn't mean they are a bad offense. And what I continue to see is a lineup that is continuing to figure it out. They had a couple hits with Toronto in scoring position today. They had a couple home runs, which is good to see. They had nine more hits. 
and they have four guys hitting over 320. I mean, that is pretty absurd. It was good to see um, Bryson Stock get back on the on the hit track today. Um, and had there not been a doubleheader yesterday, eh, Bryson Stott's hit streak probably continues, but good to see him get right back on it. Um, and Joe DiMaggio is officially back on the hot seat. Uh, Trey Turner, you know, his best game as a Philly was today. Like, Trey Turner so far this year, and I was annoyed with him last night on the final out because it's like four strikeouts in two games is annoying from one of your highest-paid players, and I'm annoyed at the lack of home run pop, and I'm annoyed at, uh, you know, not uh, having to watch the World Baseball Classic and him get here and not see uh, see uh, the balls flying over the fence yet. And while I understand, you know, it's eventually going to come, it was still like a lot of singles from Trey Turner. It was a lot of, um, you know, like, yeah, you're batting 350, but it's still, where's the the the, the extra base hits? Where's, where is um, getting on first and, and getting first to third and making stuff happen on the field? We hadn't seen that outside of the first series against the Rangers. Well, today we saw it. You know, he, he hit the home run earlier, which is great. Um, kind of a settled-in moment. Um, he was a triple away from the cycle yet again. David Bell lives rent-free in my head as the last Philly to hit for the cycle. But, you know, you hope that this was kind of a, a breakthrough moment for Trey Turner as a Philly where it's like, okay, I've settled in. The first two weeks were a lot. A new team, high expectations. Now let's just go play. Like, just go play, Trey. Um, so I, I just continue to believe that the lineup is going to figure it out. So that's the first reason why I believe They've settled in, and it's now truly go time. The second thing that has me feeling positive about this baseball team is the pitching staff. They've been much maligned. It's been a frustrating start to the season for a lot of the pitching staff. Um, I still have my concerns about Wheeler and Nola. Um, but Taiwan Walker I thought was great today. and He's my player of the game. Uh, brought to you by South Jersey Gas, committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at South Jersey Gas slash Love My Home. And I thought he was great today. And and, and it's really two straight good starts for him. Um, and really only one bad one. He's been pretty good this year. He's been reliable. He pitched into the sixth again today, which was good. Uh, Bailey Falter pitched into the seventh for the first time for a Philly starter all year. So these starters are starting to finally give – Rob Thompson, some quality length. Um, and Taiwan Walker, you know, he only struck out three guys today, but still was in the strike zone. And I just – I believe that they have found a good path for him, which is forcing fastballs up and then splitters and sliders off of that. So I thought Taiwan Walker is, is a guy that I think more often than not is going to give you a chance to win a ball ballgame. Uh, Bailey Falter, same thing. I think he's going to give you a chance to win a ball ballgame more often than not. Ranger Suarez is on his way back. He had a positive uh, outing yesterday against Bryce Harper and Christian Pache. He is probably going to start a minor league rehab assignment later this week or early next week. Either way, he's coming back, um, and that moves Matt Strom back to the bullpen, whatever. Nola, Wheeler, Ranger, Walker, Falter should give you a good quality chance to win most ball games that you're in. They're not going to win every game. That's not how it works, but... On paper, those five should help you win ball games more often than not. I'm not writing off Wheeler and Nola. I think they had a long off, a long season last year, work late into it, and I think it's just taking them a little bit to readjust and get back into the swing of things here. Wheeler, hopefully the back issue that, that uh, popped up yesterday is not a big deal. So you look at the starting staff, and it feels like they've settled down. 
And then you look at the bullpen. Soto, Kimbrell, Sir Anthony, Alvarado. Finally, finally, they are settling down. They are settling into their roles. Rob Thompson is getting comfortable with those guys. Gregory Soto had a visa issue and showed up to spring training with like two weeks left in it. That was always going to take time for him to figure it out and get into a rhythm. But outside of his first start against the Rangers, or first outing against the Rangers, he has been nasty. So Gregory Soto looks like that trade is is starting to pay some dividends here and is developing into a back-end option for the Phillies. Craig Kimbrell, I will always be terrified whenever he comes into a ball game. But a couple more strikeouts today, a couple strikeouts yesterday. He is generating more swings and misses, which is what you need to see from him. Sir Anthony talked to Alex Coffey of the Inquirer, said they fixed his mechanics a little bit, and he is getting back on track and back on plane. He was lights freaking out yesterday uh, in game one. And then Jose Alvarado, what else is there to say? I think he's the nastiest reliever in Philly's history. I understand Brad Lidge exists. I, I respect 48 for 48. But Jose Alvarado is just downright stupid. Like, his stuff is insane. So you have those four where if you get a lead, good luck. I mean, it's been a long time since we've been able to say you get a lead and hand it over to your bullpen, and good luck. But we're starting to see from the lineup to the starting staff to the bullpen, they're all settling down and settling into a role, and that is massive. And it's been, like we, we, there's such high expectations on this team heading into the year for, for good reason. Not only coming off the World Series appearance – but you looked at how they were built and how they were made up and they had good quality depth pieces. And it's starting to pay dividends. It is starting to pay dividends. So the first two, lineup, pitching staff, they're selling down. Um, and then my third one is, is, a, is an important component to this. It's an important component to making this whole thing work. And that is Rob Thompson. And Rob Thompson, I believe, is starting to get a feel for this baseball team. Rob Thompson, to me, is a feel manager. He's not, you know, he he's going to kind of trust his gut on a lot of things. We know the numbers are there. We know righty-lefty splits. We get it. But I think that he takes a little bit to figure out who he can trust versus who he can't trust. And what, you're, what you've seen in the last week is he is developing guys that he believes he can trust. He has found a set stop, uh, a set top of the lineup. You know, I, I think for the uh, on a majority of nights, barring injury, it's going to be Stott, Turner, Schwarber, Castellanos, um, and then we'll see from there. I I'm not a huge fan of the righty lefty split thing. Like I would not bat Brandon Marsh five, but they are. So it's probably going to be Marsh against righties, and then you'll see Real Muto Bohm. But they, at least at the top of the lineup, it's going to be Stott, Turner, Schwarber until Harper comes back. We just talked about the bullpen, but he's found some roles out there, which is important for those guys. And finally, for the first time all, all season long, there is no base running mistakes all series long. Hallelujah. No base running mistakes all series long for the Phillies. So my big take tonight off of that game, off of a series win out in, in Chicago, which I said last night, losing game two is not a big deal as long as you win this game today. Game two yesterday was essentially a scheduled loss. It was Pache, Clemens, and uh, someone else at the bottom of the lineup where it's like, they're not going to win this game. 
Um, and it wasn't a huge deal because he took game one. But it only mattered if you went out today and you took care of business, and that's what they did. That is what they did today, a workman's-like game. A lot of good aspects of this team are starting to show. 215-592-9494. Where do you come down to the Phillies after the series in Chicago? Uh, feeling more positive, still a little pessimism? Get in now. 215-592-9494. It's Jack Fritz here on the final out. Let's go to Andrew in Wayne. What's happening, Andrew? What's up, Jack? Ah, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. Finally feeling good about the Phillies for like the first time all season. Happy with the way that the series went. There is something that's still bugging me, and I'm worried about the hole we have at first base, even when Bryce comes back. We don't know if he'll be able to throw. I mean, they're still worried about him sliding. So I don't know how he's going to throw in the field. And two, we don't know how he's going to field. I love that they're going to try and put him in a place where we have a hole. But I feel like we need a player who's good with the bat and the glove in the field because I just don't want to risk losing games with, with fielding errors even when Bryce comes back. Well, I think when Bryce comes back initially, they'll they'll probably just DH him and and keep Alec Bohm there and hopefully Mundo Sosa's uh, healthy and back, or they could just play Harrison there. So I think it's going to be Bohm even when Bryce gets back. I don't think they're going to put him right back out and playing first base and expect him to kind of you know hit the ground running. And then if it if it proves that he can't play there defensively or it, it doesn't work out. Um, then, then you have obviously the trade deadline, but I think that they they want to see this fail before they go make a, a a panic move. I completely get that. I'm just worried about. We already lost Reese's 30 plus home runs that we were going to have from him, so that's a huge power you know drain that we lost. I just I just think that Bryce coming back and being that power input, it, it might not click right away, and I'm worried that it's going to throw off a couple things, especially fielding wise. Yeah, and I, I got you, Andrew. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's something to definitely monitor. Um, but what you have to hope for when Bryce comes back and, and playing first base is that his offensive output makes up for the, the runs he's probably going to allow as a first baseman. Not just, like, fielding a ground ball, but also, like, not being able to throw to bases. You know, maybe they have an extended cutoff man and Stott's making the throws to home. Um and, and taking the ball out of Bryce Harper's hands. But you know, it, it, in the end, it's pretty much going to come down to a math equation of does his runs that he creates at the plate make up for the runs he allows in the field? And I just, you know, it's going to be a slow two weeks-ish for Bryce when he gets back because it always is. Um, but I think that as he gets going, it's going uh, to be just fine. He was a catcher growing up. You see the movements over at first base. It looks pretty natural um and you just have to hope that he doesn't kill you defensively and i don't think he will two and five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in on the final out jack fred's hanging out with you here on wip on the other side in addition to your phone calls on the phil's win today i think rob thompson is gonna have to give in on one thing and i know he's not gonna be comfortable doing it but i think it's time to give in what is it we'll get to that next and more of your calls here on the final out Yes, that's our Mike's Amazing Play of the Game presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. And yes, it's over. The Trey Turner home run drought is officially over. Welcome to the Phillies, number seven. You get it, you're finally here. You know, over the last little bit, there's been whispers of Trey Revere. 
Yeah, a little, little Ben Revere, you know, a little slap hitter. But uh, it was good to see Trey Turner finally get off the schneid. And, yes, I did not bet him because, of course not, because I've been betting him all year long. I have sunk so much money into uh, Trey Turner anytime home runs. And I just hope that someone out there was able to uh, make some money off of that today because I wasn't able to. I was not able to. I uh, took one for the team. I said, I'm not going to do it. And hopefully uh, you were able to, to uh, you know, reap the rewards of Trey Turner's first home run as a Philly. Again, he's going to do it sometime. He's going to do it sometime. He is going to hit for the cycle as a Philly. I'm just, it's going to happen. Uh, so really for me, I have to be patient because I, I, I'm someone that needs it right now because I can't stand that David Bell's name is still etched in the history books of, of the Phillies as the last player to hit for the cycle. He was my least favorite player ever growing up. Looked miserable being here. And frankly, if replay existed in 2004, that shouldn't have been a, it would have been a home run anyway. You know, the, the triple off the wall. It was really a home run. So um, he was close today. Uh, I mean, Luis Robert really ran down that ball in the seventh. Um, that, you know, I was like, oh, maybe that's it. He probably has to go right field for that. Uh, to, to get a to get a, a triple, but either way, it's going to happen sometime. So message to me and message to everyone else out there, be patient, be patient, because it's coming, um, and we're, we're getting closer and closer. So um, hopefully for Trey Turner, this is like a, a big, deep breath for him. You know, in, in watching him last night and, and really the last week, it's kind of been – he kind of just has looked like he's pressing at the plate. And he looks like he's trying to, you know, I'm the $300 million guy. Bryce Harper's down. Reese Hoskins is down. Put the pressure on me, and I'll carry us. And in baseball, that's just a hard um, place to be in as a player. Because baseball is a sport where, like, like if, if the best player won the World Series every year, Mike Trout would have more than zero playoff wins. Um, we know it's a it's a team sport. You know the, the best player bats four times a game on a good day. So um, it just looked like he was putting a lot of pressure on himself. And hopefully today was like a big exhale kind of start for 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 Trey Turner. And that's how I generally feel about the whole team right now. Is that I feel like they got blitzed at the beginning of the season. Maybe they weren't ready to go. The base running mistakes were were just outrageous. Um, but it feels like over the last week. They've all collectively taken a deep breath, and we're starting to see the real Philly shine. Welcome on back. It's the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here, uh, taking you off. I actually got to you until 7, so uh, this will finish out final out. There's a little bit of Marks and Reese, even though it's just me, and then uh, a little Fritz at 6 action. So we got a lot of stuff going on. I'll get to your phone calls in one second, but, um, you know, Rob Thompson is someone who buys into the theory of matchups with his bullpen. And he buys into the theory of, I want to use my best reliever if, if it's a key spot in the seventh or we're facing the heart of the line, but in the seventh, I'd rather kill it at that moment. But what we've seen the last two nights, I think, is very noticeable. And that is Jose Alvarado closing out two straight games. And I know Rob Thompson will say post game, no, don't look into it. It's uh, it's just matchup dependent, and I I just get this feeling he's fighting the inevitable here, because what he has now that he didn't have for a lot of last year, um, and I know Girardi and and Gabe had 
when they would try something similar is he didn't have other options. But what Rob Thompson has right now is finally some other options. Like, he doesn't have to use Alvarado in the seventh because he has Gregory Soto or Sir Anthony Dominguez or, dare I say it, Craig Kimbrell? Uh, I don't know if I can say it yet, but um, like he actually has real options to where he doesn't have to burn Alvarado in the seventh so the ninth becomes a huge question mark. And now we can just put Jose Alvarado in the ninth and good afternoon or good morning, good afternoon, good night. I mean, it is, again, he's morphed into what I believe is the most talented reliever in Philly's history and is only seemingly getting better. I mean, he's striking out, I mean, he struck out, I think, 20 guys so far this year, which is just stupid. Um, so it's refreshing. It's great. It's good to see. Like, it's, we haven't had a Phillies bullpen this good since the, the 08 Phillies. Um, and we're starting to final, finally see that talent prevail. And now I just think it's it's on Rob to be like, hey, I know we want to try this. And, and believe me, if, if there's a game where they're facing a loaded lineup and it's the seventh and Thompson wants to kill that inning, I'm sure he'll use Alvarado. Um, but I just, you know, on, on most nights, I think they're going to go with Alvarado as the closer and make sure we lock down the ninth. The, the ninth still matters. I understand there's other important innings in a baseball game. I, I totally get the idea of a fireman. But we all know the last three outs of a baseball game are the hardest to get. And the role that he is on ever since he got into the mindset of strike one, strike two, strike three, good night or whatever, he wears the shirt around the ballpark, like whatever. Since he has found that mindset and he's found that cutter and he's finally throwing strikes, like – that's your closer. So just stick with them. 215-592-9494. Where do you come down on that? Jose Alvarado for closer. Are you a part of the movement, or do you think that Rob Thompson is going to continue to fight it? Sean is in Mulca Hill. What's happening, Shawnee? Yes, Alvarado needs to be the closer and should have been the whole entire time. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's something they've fought for years, Sean. Like, they've never wanted to just name a closer, and I've got, I, I've gotten it for the most part. Like, I know the seventh inning matters when, when like, you know, runners on first and second, and when he get out of it with a lead, but he actually yeah. has options now, and I and I hope he kind of trusts those guys. I agree, and I have to say that I think um, I think that uh, Trey Turner might have took uh, Joe Giglio's statements earlier today a little personal because I heard Giglio saying, "Oh, I don't, you know, he's ever since the baseball classic, that's what we've been wanting to see, and we're not really seeing that that much." And then Trey Turner comes out and you know what goes three for five with a home run double, and I mean, I think he. Uh, I think it was a little personal attack against Gilio today. Well, that's usually what happens, you know, Sean. Like, <laughs> it's usually what happens with Gilio. Like, when he finally, you know, turns on an athlete, they usually respond. I mean, who could forget last year uh, after the Cubs series, which admittedly was like, what are you guys doing? Uh, yeah. I believe he went on the air and said that he hopes they don't make the playoffs, and yeah. they responded by making the playoffs and going to the World Series. So the fact that Gilio threw in the white towel today, uh, that's a good <laughs> sign for the Phils. Well, I need him to come out with statements like that every day, and maybe we'll, we won't lose ever again the rest of the season. Yeah, well, he usually does. I mean, although I will say, he did have a Josh Harrison anytime home run yesterday, 25 to win 250. So, I mean, maybe okay. maybe, the, maybe the guy knows some baseball. Uh, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I have to say, too, uh, today was a start you really needed from Tywon Walker, especially after last night's game, but... You know, with the bullpen, the bullpen's going to need a break at some point, but this was definitely a uh, a start you needed from, especially for Taiwan Walker's sake, because he hasn't well, been great. 
Well, and, and it's two straight that they've needed. Like, faults are getting into the seventh last night after they used yeah. uh, Soto. Uh, they used Soto, Kimbrel, Sir Anthony Alvarado in game one yesterday. And then, and then faults are getting into the seventh yesterday. They only allowed Luis Ortiz. So that allowed right. them to come out today, and they ha- they went right back to the the three guys at the end, at the back end of the bullpen that are able to get outs for them. Yeah, and I, real quick, my last point, the only thing I wanted to make, I feel really good about this lineup with the fact that when Bryce does come back, like if you're going to move Stott down, Stott was hitting when he was batting seventh and eighth, and now he's still hitting at leadoff. Like you have pieces that you can still move around with confidence that this team is still going to hit, like you were saying. So really with everything that – where you have to look forward to there's a lot of positivity still around this team that there's no doubt about that yeah sean i appreciate the call there should be positivity you know i know um when what happens in this city and it happens in only a couple cities in america uh because we are one of those fan bases that is passionate about everything and we we live and die with everything and what we experienced last year with the Phillies going to the World Series is like, oh, my God, baseball is great. And I want to have this intoxicating feeling all the time. Um, the reality is, is that 162 is a long season. And it's one of those things where um, you can't possibly match the excitement of October for an entire baseball season. And I think when the season started, everyone was still clinging on to what happened in October and November and when they didn't come out hot, it kind of it kind of killed people's expectations. And I just I, I don't think we need to keep doing that. They're showing more and more positive signs um, to where it's okay to buy back in on them. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One thing I want to hit on before we hit a break here, and more of your phone calls. Edmundo um, Sosa missed the game again today. And, you know, my antenna was up when he missed Sunday and then, you know, missed the doubleheader. And they said, I guess, before the game today that they hope he avoids an IL stint. It's not great. I mean, Amundo was developing into an everyday-ish player for this team. You know, I think on a, on a great team, he's more of a role player. Um, but with the Hoskins injury and Boehm having to play first base with Derek Hall being hurt, like, Amundo is turning into a very, very valuable player here. Um, and And – the fact that they're hoping he avoids an IL stint, I mean, now it's going to turn into Josh Harrison playing every day. And I know Josh Harrison had a good series out in Chicago, but still, you know, Edmundo, I believe, was developing into a a better uh, offensive piece for this team combined with very good defense. You know, I thought his defense, I guess you, you could attribute to the back problems, but it wasn't great in Cincinnati. And now that the back issues have kind of come out, it's like, well, that makes more sense because Edmundo's always been shorthanded. So, again, they keep saying, you know, we think he's fine and we could use him in emergency spots. And now today it was like, we hope he avoids an IL stint. That doesn't make me feel great. 215-592-9494. On the other side, we will uh, look ahead to tomorrow night. Phil's return home. Um, and get to more of your phone calls before starting the Marks and Reese portion of the program today. It's Jack Fritz on the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. It is the final out sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here uh, on WIP. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Uh, tomorrow, Phillies return home. And it is Matt Strom versus Ryan Feltner. Um, so, you know, last year the Rockies were a bit of a, a get-right 
um, series for them. I believe they were six and ten when they played them last year, and they swept them and they got back to five hundred. So, um, you know, hopefully a similar thing happens here. I mean, the the Rockies are just. I know they have you know, they paid big money for Chris Bryant, and he's just I mean, he's actually starting to hit some home runs finally, which is you know cute. Like welcome to twenty twenty three baseball, but. Uh, you know, Chris Bryant and, and C.J. Crone, whatever. But that team is just terrible. I mean, they had their lowest attendance in a decade today. So, you know, that kind of resembles how, you know, the fans out there, I guess, feel about them. So, um, you know, Ryan Felter has an 8.7 ERA. Uh, has always thrown hard, but has never really, you know, gotten outs. Versus Matt Strom. And in reality, this could be Matt Strom's last... I mean, I, Ranger will probably have a couple minor league, rot- uh, you know, spots. But, um, you know, Matt Strom, I think, only has a couple more starts here. And maybe he can get, you know, five innings in tomorrow, um, five or six, whatever, and, and continue the, the, the upward trajectory of the pitching staff. But, you know, I, I continue to believe that he'll, he'll go back to the pen. He'll be a, um, a good swing man, a guy that can give you a couple, you know, innings if you need it. Um, obviously, you don't pay him to be a long man, but if you need a guy to get you through the sixth, seventh, if your starter can only give you five and keep you in a ball game, you know, I think Matt Strom's going to be good at that. So uh, he's been great so far. Um, you know, the the outing out in, in, in Cincinnati was a tad annoying. You know, I think he had he was dealing with a bit of a blister issue. Um, Rob Thompson, I thought, pulled him when he kind of got got into a rhythm a little bit. Then uh, Will Myers, who stinks, you know, hit, hit one of his two home runs in the day. So um, that felt more like an anomaly than, uh, you know, a downward trend for Matt Strom. But either way, Strom versus Feltner, and then it's Noah Davis versus Aaron Nola. Um, and then, you know, they go from there. So uh, Phillies, Rockies, Phillies return home. And you just hope that, you know, when we talked, what, a week and a half ago, we viewed uh, Reds, Marlins, Reds, White Sox, Rockies as a time to get right. Um, They missed an opportunity against the Marlins. They should have taken two or three. Um, They should have swept the Reds if they didn't, you know, blow the ninth inning on that Sunday. You could argue they shouldn't, you know, they could have lost the game Saturday, whatever. Two or three, two or three. uh, And then the split on Cincinnati, it happens, whatever. Um, they took care of business this week out in, in Chicago, and now it's time to, like, go take three or four at home against the Rockies and, and, and get on a roll here. 215-592-9494. Owen is in Glassboro. I call him Black Curdy. What's happening, Al? What up, Nolo? What's um, happening, man? How are you? So, uh, we, we are all Trey Turner because I didn't put any money on it today. So I was just like... I know, I know. It, it, but ser- I mean, it felt good though. It's like okay, Trey. Like, welcome to the yeah. season. Yeah, I was like, I saw like uh, uh, the other game. Like, he's going to hit one today because I didn't put it. Then I bet the next game that he didn't again. So you know, we we all helped him out today by not bet. That was good. It was good. It was good. How do you feel about the Phils right now? You more more positive or still pessimistic? Tell me what I'm supposed to do, Jack. Tell me what I'm supposed to do because I've been so up and down. I had to tell myself, like, it, it is early, and, and it, it's going to be okay. But I'm so worried about the pitching. But then the pitching starts looking okay. And I'm like, okay, but this is the team. I, what is it, Jack? What am, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. I told myself I'm not going to be worried or upset until, like, May 15th. Like, give me, like, two more weeks and stay to the Well, show. but but and we all know that's do. not the reality there, BG. <laughs> I mean, people are going to melt down all the time. like, and, and especially when the expectations were as high for this team as they were, like – 
People people did not handle the beginning of the season well for the Phillies, and I think they've just kind of settled into it, and they're going to start playing good baseball rather than bad baseball. And I think we're gonna they're going to get on a roll here, and we'll see more series wins, and um, you know, win maybe seven out of ten games, and and get right back into the swing of things in the NL East. And that has so much to do with like our reactions because just because I love the game so much, I'm like. Riding off of last year, I'm like, everybody's going to be at the ballpark, and then we're losing. I don't want people to go away. I want people to keep showing up these games. I want to have a good atmosphere. I want to have a good time. That doesn't mean I need to win 99% of the time, but certain outings were just killing me. And now, we're, like you said, we're starting to get into a rhythm. We're starting to get into a roll. So I still believe we're going to be good. Uh, Bryce is coming back. He's going to be pitching first base in uh, right field, uh, left field. Also, co-sign me on getting a, a Marsh jersey and a wig and wetting my hair. Wet hair, don't care. That, that dude... That dude's showing out. Uh, he, he's showing us something. Mars is out there showing us something. So I'm excited. I'm happy. It is what it is. Great show. No, I'll talk to you, brother. All right. There he goes. BG uh, Black Gritty. So uh, the Brandon Marsh thing is just fascinating. Uh, second highest OPS in the NL right now. And when they, when, they, when they traded for him, I was like, man, we're trading away our best position prospect for a defensive first center fielder. Um, but credit to Kevin Long and, and credit to Dave Dombrowski and, and whatever they saw um, and whoever they talked to because they might have lucked into an absolute stud. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, label him a star player just yet um, because I, 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 I think, you know, what he's doing right now is maybe a little bit unsustainable. He's not going to have the second highest OPS in the NL. Um, but if the worst case scenario is that they have a guy that I think you can rely on pretty consistently – to give you 260 to 275 ish average with 15 to 20 homers and and Gold Glove center field caliber defense. I mean that's a very very valuable player and Logan O'Hoppy's been unbelievable and it hurts my soul every single time he has a home run. But at the same time, like they might have gotten a stud 25 year old center fielder that you can realistically expect can man that position for the next six years, seven years. Um, he has hit lefties well this year. He had to hit late yesterday off of a lefty. Had another home run today, like driving balls with authority. Um, so, I mean, Brandon Marsh has just been amazing. And, you know, you talk about Stott's development and Bohm's development. Marsh's development has been the most surprising of them all. Like, I came into this year not convinced he was going to be able to hit. You know, I was just happy if he batted ninth and, you know, go hit 250 and, and hit some home runs out. But really, all I need from you to do is just go out and play good defense. Just go play good defense, and, and the rest will kind of take care of itself. But what we've gotten is so much more. 215-592-9494. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never Look so good. Jack Fritz hanging with you here for the last little bit of, of final out before we start start Fritz at 6, coming up, obviously, at 6 o'clock. And I'll get back to your phone calls, but I just want to kind of reset where I am with the Phillies. Um, and I'm really curious to see where you're at and how you feel about this baseball team. Because it felt like after the first week and a half of the season – it was like, eh, those guys stink again. That's who they are. Uh, last year was a flash in the pan. Ooh, they only won 87 games anyway. And 
where I'm at now and where I think we should be at as a fan base is in on this team. It's time to buy back in to this baseball team. It was a frustrating start to the season, and it was a start to the season, again, like me and BG just talked about, there was such high expectations. We all had dreams of Citizens Bank Park being filled again and people going down to the ballpark and it being the place of the summer. And what they did the first week and a half, two weeks of the season was just about kill all sort of buzz for that, for the, for the uh, more casual fan, because that's what they attracted towards the end of last year. And that's not a, that's not a problem. I mean, that's what happens when a team gets on a roll is that, you know, kind of casual fans tune back in. You know, we have our diehards like me and, and Mike and Tucker back there. Like we will live and die with the Phillies. But the reality is to, to make a, a sellout and to have people wanting to spend their money and go down, like, it, it takes the casual fan to be like, you know what? I'm interested in this baseball team. And it felt like after the first week and a half, it was like, ah, they're not worth it again. That's who they are. That's who they'll always be. They're losers. And I think to continue to have that mindset is just putting on blinders to what they are showing you. And I've got a couple reasons here um, why I think it's okay to buy back in on the Phillies and and not be wary of them kind of letting you down. The first, and I mentioned it in, 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 in Final Out a couple segments ago, but the lineup's only getting better. Like, they're already good. They have four guys hitting over 320. When's the last time we could say that? I mean, even a guy hitting 300 was like, oh, my God, uh, is this allowed? But four guys hitting over 320, highest team batting average in baseball, the lineup at the top is set. I mean, Stott, Turner, Harper, Cast, or, or sorry, Stott, Stott, Turner, Schwarber, Cast is, is going to be what it's going to be um, until Bryce Harper comes back. And when you look at what they've already done so far this year and the runs hopefully starting to continue and starting to, um, you know, pile up here, is you start dreaming on what they can be when Bryce Harper gets back. Like, you're telling me that I'm supposed to give up on a team after the first week and a half of the season when Bryce Harper gets back and a lineup looks like Stott, Turner, Harper, Cast, Marsh, JT, Bohm, Cave, Sosa. I mean, that is a deep lineup. Would I bat Bohm seventh? No, I wouldn't bat Bohm that low. But, um, you know, it, it seems like that they want to do that regardless. Like, the Bohm seventh thing is there. But the reality is, is they have a damn good hitter batting that low in the lineup. And that's exciting. Like, think about how good that lineup is going to be on a night-in, night-out basis. And it's already a lineup that has the highest batting average in baseball. We all talk about the Rays. And yeah, the Rays are doing, like, stupid stuff. I mean, they have a home run in every game and, and whatnot. But... If they have the same batting average as the Phillies, and it's not the MLB all, like they have to drive the ball to the ballpark, they have to have extra base hits. But if you get more ducks in the pond and you get Bryce Harper back and hopefully Castellanos continues to get comfortable, he starts, you know, looking to, to hit the ball to the ballpark more than just get his bat on the baseball. Uh, Bohm continues to develop. JT gets back into a bit of a power stroke here. Turner, I think when Harper comes back, we'll start to see the best version of Trey Turner. Stock continues, like, the, the lineup's already this good, and it's only getting better. So for me, that's the main reason why 
it's okay to, to, to be back in on this baseball team. The second reason why is that you want to talk about a lineup that's just getting better. The staff's getting better. And it's only going to get better when Ranger Suarez gets back. And when Ranger Suarez gets back, you go Wheeler, Nola, Ranger, Walker, Falter. On paper, that's a solid starting five. It's not the four aces, but no one is. But that's a five that should give you a chance to win on most nights. And then you get to the bullpen. And the bullpen was Soto and Kimbrell and Sir Anthony and Alvarado and these guys that hopefully can, can, can get back into a rhythm. The Brogdons of the world. Matt Strom gets worked into the mix there. Uh, Andrew Bellotti is not being pitched into the ground by Rob Thompson, and he gets into a bit of a rhythm. Like, you look at the whole thing that's going on with the Phillies right now, and you start to see the makings of them turning into a really good baseball team. They are turning into a really good baseball team in front of our eyes. And if you're still in that mindset of the first week and a half of the season, I think you're missing what is going to be a great summer of baseball uh, down at Citizens Bank Park. It's coming. Like a month from now, I would not be surprised if we woke up and the Phillies were four games over 500, five games over 500, and, it, and, it, and it's turning into a Mets-Phillies thing for second place in the National League East. The Braves are a juggernaut. They're a wagon. Like, it's okay. They're a very good team. It's okay to say that. But the Phillies are coming. Are you in or are you out on the Phillies? I'm in. And if you're out, I think it's time to buy back in for a multitude of reasons. But one, the lineup's getting better. They're starting to drive in runs. And that number three is coming back. Second, the pitching staff has settled down. They're starting to develop roles. And you have to trust that Wheeler and Nola will revert back to being Wheeler and Nola. I'm not one of those people that's like, ah, Aaron Nola's a three. He's fourth in Cy Young last year. Like, we can grow up a little bit with Aaron Nola. It's been annoying. I understand. He'll let you down. But, like, holy cow. What? We don't have to overreact to everything the guy does. Like, do I wish he wouldn't let the thing snowball over and over again in, in some spots? Oh, sh- sure. Of course. But, like... At the end of the year, he's going to pitch to a, a, a mid-three ERA or lower, and it'll be another Aaron Nola year. Zach Wheeler, you hope there's no injury there at the back, whatever. But if you get those guys back rolling, the rest of it all just makes sense. And the final little piece here that has me feeling very in on this team is I don't think we need to do the whole Rob Thompson needs to be fired thing. I think Rob Thompson has found a good feeling for this baseball team. I think he has a set lineup now. The bullpen, I think, has settled into some roles, and the base running has been cleaned up. So um, you talk about the aspects of the team that was killing them at the beginning of the year. It was the starting staff was not not going deep in games, thus taxing the bullpen, a lineup not driving in runs, base running being annoying, and every single thing Rob Thompson touched didn't work out. But all of that is turning around now. And you look at the talent, you look how they're built on paper, and it's only going to yield more positive results. Henry is in Glassboro. What's happening, Henry? Yo, what's going on, Jack? Oh, nothing much, man. Phil's are back. Thank God. Um, I know, I know. I, I heard your take on Alvarado being better than Lidge, and I wanted to hate that so bad. But the more that I looked at it, you're right. I know. I mean, He's absurd, man. I didn't think he was all that until the playoffs last year, and he really proved me wrong. I mean, and that's fine with me as long as as long as Rob Thompson 
actually sets on a closer, I think this team will be fine. But I just want to talk about the, the lineup a little bit. I'm so glad that Marsh is just forcing his way into the lineup card. Yep. Like, he's basically just forcing Rob Thompson to put him in center field because they're just simply a better team with him in the lineup. He makes stuff happen, you know. Even when he's facing a lefty, like, he showed uh, – was it game one that he laid the bunt down? And, 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 and well, they weren't facing a lefty, but I'm sure he could do that against a lefty um, and make stuff happen with his legs. And, and, and late in the game two yesterday, he got a nice little hit to, to left field. Like, just play him every day. Like, you, you trade away – who they trade away a guy who I think is going to develop into a top-five offensive catcher in the sport um, for, for Brandon Marsh, and he's actually – proven you right in like a massive way so just play him just play him and if he can't hit lefties whatever but you can't be playing Christian Pache three times a week if he faces a lefty exactly and I mean I I well I did like Logan Ohape I or Ohap, whatever however you pronounce Ohape, yeah 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 he it was one of the best um like both improvement trade it, it was a win on both sides yeah it never he happens but you're right feeling. Um, but I mean, I just really love the direction that this team is going. Yeah, me too, Henry. And and I think that a, a week, I think a month from now, we'll wake up and it's going to be like, wow, they they turn this thing around. Um, they got on a roll. Everything settled down, and they started playing like the team that we dreamed on in the preseason. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It is Jack Fritz. I got you for the next hour. Fritz at six coming up next. If you want to keep reacting to the Phillies, I would love to. Uh, are you back in or are you still hesitant? Are you still pessimistic? Still waiting for the, the next shoe to drop with this baseball team? I think that's foolish. I think that's a foolish mindset given what they have shown us the last week and given where they are currently at. Uh, so if you want to talk Phillies, also uh, mixing some NFL draft. We are uh, exactly a, a week away. At this point next week, we'll be getting ready for the draft. And uh, we'll, we'll mix in all of that uh, along with your phone calls on everything. Fritz at 6, coming up next here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.